are you? Who are yes. you? I don't a child like of that. God and the internet. I'm a child of God on the internet. Also, by the way, oh, it's your if you Instagram would like to follow bio. me at the semi nomad, that is my description handle. That I am a child of God in the internet mm-hmm. because, um, because in that are. order, I am first a child of God. My life belongs to Christ. Um, I am saved by grace and by Jesus. And then also, I'm a troll. I'm a child of the internet. And you know, I was the girls before the girls even knows what the girls were giving. Not you, you know, back in the days of troll. Vine. <laughs> Don't drag I Vine. Am Do not drag the- Vine. I'm not dragging Vine. I also just, I just recognize that, you know, Vine is the drunken uncle to TikTok. What TikTok is now, Vine was a much more chaotic. That is true. Slightly racist. (laughs) Definitely racist. I mean, it's still, no, but TikTok is still racist. Are you kidding me? Oh, yes, absolutely. Especially in the beginning. Yeah. But I think that Vine was now. That algorithm, that algorithm is too strong. Batch. King Bash. Bash. Yeah, I remember him. Wow. Is he on like a TV show wow. now? I have he's been on several, but like I d I feel like I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm allowed to speak on this because I'm an African and not an African American, but it was giving like minstrel sea vibes. I mean, yeah, because his humor was very like over the top, like always like, about theatrical like, black stereotypes. Yeah. I mean, it can't. Yeah, I kind of was, but you know, he was just trying to get his bag, and at that point, mm. yeah, I mean, people were not as people were not as woke as they are now. Then <laughs> they weren't giving you to echo our previous segments, Madam oh, C.J. No. Woker. Madam C, I forgot you even said that. I didn't need to be reminded of that one. I didn't. I think it's so good. I didn't need to be reminded of that one. Thank you. <laughs> Demi. Oh, well, this is, this is such a short intro. intro? You know, I know usually we, we, we just lose track of time. But, you know, we, we got right into it. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. Demi, how are you feeling? How are you feeling well, I mean, I beg. We've heard all the complaints of you fine people. We will address it. Okay? Free us. Yes. Today is the day that we talk about ugly perspective the ugly perception of pretty privilege welcome right to so, pod. welcome to the epic podcast <laughs> <laughs> welcome welcome to part two of a three party perspective three party perspective <laughs> this is a two-party system ma'am you're either a blue or a red there's no purple you can't be purple people Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I feel very mislabeled. Like I've been assigned to the wrong camp when I'm forming my own new camp, but nobody wants to acknowledge that. Nobody wants your camp. It's okay. Wow. But, but yes, we're continuing the conversation we had last week. Oh, wait, give or our last episode, recap. right? Whoa, so whoa, we talked last, awesome. last episode, we talked about what ugly privilege is, what it means to be ugly slash unconventionally pretty. We talked about, you know, how beauty fades, but dumb and daft is per- is forever. So you need to invest in your personality. If you haven't already listened to that episode, go back. What are, what you, are doing you doing here? here? You fool. Yeah, go no. back. Mugu, reverse back. You can't listen. 
<laughs> reverse back. I love I love when Nigerians say that thing. It's so it's so funny. It's like that that phrase is the is the exact same equivalent to me as when people say irregardless. <laughs> reverse back is the same as irregardless. No, I like it. But so that's what we talked about last week and today we really want to talk about you know what what being fine is what people who aren't conventionally pretty see as the privileges of being fine and how that shapes the way that we interact with people right so like i mean i guess let's start by talking about what fine even means what pretty even means and like esther likes to fight me but she's fine so let's start there what what constitutes fine Mm. right what do you think constitutes constitutes fine no please tell us miriam webster Oh, are we looking this up? No. Do you want to look up the definition <laughs> of pretty? Probably was going to just let's look it up. You know what? Let's let's take the time. Okay, fine. Pretty. As okay, the first definition I'm seeing is attractive in a delicate way without being truly beautiful or handsome. Wait, yeah. what? Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah, that shit hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, let me just run yeah, that back. Let me, yeah. Let me yeah, 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 Not you quoting Berna right now. The, the definition of pretty, when I looked it up Wait. on Google. I love the definition. I'm going to reread that because that hurt. You know, I didn't it know. Said, it said, attractive in a delicate way without being truly beautiful or handsome wow, wow. the dictionary just read everyone honestly that dictionary that's exactly what all these three episodes oh encapsulate Miriam has done it for us see what see what reading a book would do see what googling all these years your oh parents have been telling God. you to google this is what oh we, my God. we were basically taking three hours to explain what Miriam Webster has done in one sentence. Oh my God. This is so, this is so just dragging people. Miriam Webster also says, attractive to look at usually in a simple or delicate way. Not simple. Wow. Number two, pleasant to look at or listen to. Number three, large or impressive. But that's like you received a pretty sum of yes. money, you know, um, pleasing by delicacy or grace. Yeah. Having conventionally accepted elements of beauty, there it is. There we are. Appearing or sounding pleasant or nice, but lacking strength, force, manliness, purpose, or intensity. Jesus, Jesus Christ in heaven oh above. <laughs> lacking manliness, purpose, or intensity. This is ow. Ow. I would just like to note, um, in case anybody wants to come for us, we didn't say this. These were coming this is, through. This is Merriam Webster. Okay, please don't drag me for this. This is what the white people like to define it as. We didn't Damn. do this. <laughs> oh my God, that shit hurt. That really hurt. Okay, but definitions aside, Whoa. right? Like, didn't see that going there. That that is not that is not where I thought this was gonna go. Um, I agree. I hurt. touch and agree. But I wow. just I felt that pain. Um, I don't know why it hurt me like that because that's not me, but how? So <laughs> definitions aside, what constitutes fine, right? It's going to be, it's different based on where you are. And I guess we have the privilege of having grown up in two different countries and having friends who are back in Nigeria, friends that are here, friends that are in the UK and seeing, you know, people that we thought were pretty or beautiful when we were in school with them in Nigeria who 
were either seen as not pretty when they went abroad or more pretty or people who just were seen as like average when we were in Nigeria are seen as like super pretty abroad like that kind of thing right because the beauty standards are different everywhere right because everyone wants a large ass and big lips mm-hmm. that's I guess that's like the summary right no matter how skinny people want to be or how big people want to be conventionally pretty pretty people have big lips and a large ass and also nice hair and guess I guess nice skin too. So maybe that was a bit reductive, but you see what I'm getting at. There are common themes with what we consider attractive, mm-hmm. you know, symmetry, you know, clear skin. There's it doesn't matter how long fine hair. you are. Long hair. Long certain textural kind of hair. Right. I mean, but like there's a giant difference between people who are like Instagram baddies and supermodels mm. but somehow both of those things are the standard for beauty like for what's considered pretty like the mm-hmm. fact that kim kardashian basically her body and her face basically have shaped how women see themselves and other women for the past want to say what 10 years mm. that is insane she doesn't look like regular people no she one doesn't. she's not white she's armenian i think people forget that all the time i'm like this is a middle eastern a woman of Middle Eastern origin. Like, yeah, she's not... Yeah, she's got some work done, but her body, like, naturally is going to look different from somebody who is, like, of European descent. From Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, please don't drag Nebraska like that. I'm not dragging! I'm just... I'm watching the Big Bang Theory sidebar. I'm watching Damn. the Big Bang Theory. And <laughs> I've never heard somebody our age say, I am actively watching the Big Bang Theory. That There's show- a reason why that show ended. Whoa. That show has a lot of crazy elements. I mean, yeah. I don't even know. Like, he's giving me very Manosphere energy. Like, this guy would have a podcast. Who, Leonard? No, Howard. Oh, oh, yeah, him. He's slimy, though. Like, he, between that and the fact that everybody mocks Raj for, like, not being, like, a manly man and the fact that he likes skincare. Right, uh, and flowers and has a dog. Ooh, to the fact that, um... Penny's pretty until like they start like talking about her big man shoulders whenever she doesn't right. do anything that's like characteristically feminine mm-hmm. or hot. Um, the fact that Amy Sheldon's girlfriend is like mm-hmm. she reminds like she's one of those girls that I would hate to be because she keeps on like saying like, oh, my gosh, Penny, you're like the prettiest and the great. And then just like absolutely shading Bernadette. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, because she's her character like loves Amy is, or no loves. Yeah. She yeah. loves Penny. She, like, wants to be friends with Penny, but, like, Bernadette gets shaded because I feel like she thinks that Penny is the, like, popular girl. And she's yeah. just, like, constantly seeking after that. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Seven. Wow. Not us talking about the Big Bang Theory. I feel old. <laughs> I hate you for that. I hate you for that. <laughs> From the girl who brought you bones. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Part two. The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Sorry to, to uh, divert us. So we are talking to, of um, Jesus Christ words. <laughs> we are talking about our perception of what we think the pretty pitfalls. And oh my God, my phone again. Can it stop? I've put you on mute. But we are talking about our perception as ugly babes. As And you, if you haven't listened to episode one, again, Mugu. But... We are when we say 
ugly babes we when we refer to ourselves as ugly babes or we refer to you guys as ugly babes we don't mean that you're actually ugly this is just our shorthand way of saying unconventionally attractive and because even though we're here giving you the vocab the spray we don't want to give you too much spray so we just have to simplify it because we have way more pressing and important points to share with you guys so we have simplified unconventionally attractive to ugly babes so <laughs> and that's fine and that's fine because <laughs> we are okay with it we're calling ourselves ugly babes but this is our yep. ugly babes perception of what we think the pretty pitfalls are yes you thought we'd talk about pretty pit pri- pretty privilege mm. come on alliteration absolutely not that's boring we've been there we've done that i'm sure that you can google pretty privilege and you will have several references and several material that you can refer to we're trying to do something different here we're artists we're innovators we're creators mm. and so i thought that it would be a good idea we always hear find people talking about their problems we don't really care about them we don't even really give them too much credit but today because of the spirits of the lord and the fact that he has um convicted me to be more hmm. caring to our pretty brethren brethren we thank god we brethren. are brethren brethren did i say brethren you said brethren <laughs> like reverend brethren somebody, all the money they paid for your school brethren look look at my two degrees let me not even start listening school them. let me not even start listening the two degrees on the wall two degrees brethren and we are Bre- still saying brethren. brethren yes brethren to all of our pretty brethren we're just here to say that after we've done some some research, we've done some, you know, cross-country polls, we're starting mm. to see that there is some merit to some, not all, but some of the things that you guys have addressed. And I thought that it would be worth it the same way that we wanted to use the first episode to uplift the pretty, the the pretty unconventional girls, us ugly babes, we want to use this episode to kind of address the pitfalls of what it's like to be a pretty babe. If you're a fine babe, what are some of the downsides? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's true. Right? It's it's difficult because it's all about perception. Um, and even in having this conversation too, somebody can still look at us and be like, "But well, both of you are fine. So why are you like? Why do you feel like you can even speak on this?" And it's all relative, right? Beauty is subjective. It's absolutely subjective except in some cases, except in some cases, like, um, um, pick somebody, pick somebody, pick somebody who is beautiful regardless. Kira Knightley. Uh, some people will say she's too thin. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to think of somebody who like, honestly, even Kim Kardashian, as much as I don't like using that example, she's pretty. She's pretty. She's pretty regardless of like the like where yeah, you are she, like she kind of fits the even mold like in very early, different beauty early standards keeping up with the kardashian games kim's always been a pretty girl mm-hmm. and that's okay and the one <laughs> thing i've loved about the kardashians i know we we've we, we speak, that you love we about the about kardashians so i've never watched that show so i can't really speak i've never on watched them. the show but one thing that i i appreciate about them is that the way that they've gotten beautiful is through money mm. mm-hmm. It's through money. And it's through all of these outside resources. It's with the skincare, it's the extensions it's the BBL it's the lip fillers. Right. And with all of these, you too, after spending close to half a million dollars can be beautiful. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, skincare extensions, maybe a BBL and you too can be a Kardashian, right? But you know, not everybody can afford it. Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> not everybody can afford it. And that's the thing is like, yes, there are things you can do in your control that can make your body like slap quote unquote more fine, but like you can't change your bone structure like that. Not unless you're trying to go to some like really intense plastic surgeon and then get featured on one of those Snapchat stories being like, My body did this. You know what I mean? Again, I said it last episode, I'm gonna say it again this episode. Some people are meant to be tip drills. That's fine. It's supposed to be fun. You have a nice um, ass. Enjoy having a nice ass, even if your face is not the prettiest face. That's okay. Some of us want. Some of us want ass, okay? I have no ass. I will speak on it now. As a member of That's... as a member of the <laughs> teeny tiny butt community, uh, teeny tiny ass community, I have no ass and I envy you. But I guess I have a face. So there's something else. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But before we we start to address, you know, some of y'all the our pretty brethren's um, issues, I just want to start off saying that regardless of everything that we're about to mention, I don't care enough. Like, I, like yes, there are some valid there are some valid critiques to be had in being in your camp, but we all know which camp overall is better, especially as a woman. Right. Y'all aren't gaining weight or cutting up y'all's faces to be on the other camp. Mm. So I don't want to hear it. Shut up. Okay? What, from being ugly to being pretty? Yeah, nobody, no pretty girl is out here trying to, like, portray herself as, like, an ugly babe. Right. No matter how much, like, the drama is on the other side. We're agreeing that there is drama, and we're going to address that drama, but at the end of the day, the drama is not enough for you to start joining ugly babes. Yeah. You're still then the fine babes club. Right. And so it's, shut it's up. still worth. Yeah. Shut up. It's, all, it's still worth like <laughs> acknowledging the bonuses of being pretty and like that privy, pretty privilege. Right. Before mm-hmm. and acknowledging that, yes, overall, it will be easier for pretty people overall, save some very extreme and specific cases. Obviously, we're not trying to belittle anyone's experience, but like overall, life is easier if you're pretty or if people think that you're pretty. You know, I like to quote the great Marilyn Monroe from the iconic movie Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Mm. Don't you know that a man being rich is like a girl being pretty? You might not marry a girl just because she's pretty, but my goodness, doesn't it help? Not the voice. May her soul rest in peace. You did not have to do that. I love the voice. The way she does it, like that whole, that line is iconic. Yeah. Because it's so true. Mm-hmm. We want to address these pitfalls, but at the end of the day, we understand. I, I would like to, you hello class. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> Let us remember that ground zero is, it's, yeah. it helps to be pretty at the end of the day, especially as a woman. Yeah. I mean, so we asked our listeners, like, what does pretty privilege look like? And I wanted to read some of those responses out because I thought that, I mean, they were apt, but some of them, like, just, you'll see. So one person said, ease of access to things, like free drinks and getting into a bar without paying the cover. That is underrated. That is true. That is underrated. Here's how I know that in some, some lights, I am conventionally pretty. I didn't know my first few years in college that bars had covers. Bitch. I didn't. Fuck you. That's not, like, you get out ignorance <laughs> ignorance out. i didn't i'm i'm Nobody being serious i didn't but i, I still believe don't think you I'm didn't conventionally pretty 
I think you're delusional is what I think you are, bitch. You don't think you. Shut up. You know what? I love you. Yes, you do. Oh, my God. She finally said it. Thank you. I love you and Jesus loves you. Oh, my God. Okay. That was not. That was a sarcastic. I love you. It's okay. No. (laughs) I love you. And that's. And I know what you've been through. So I understand your perspective. But also, I'm hearing more about your life. And I'm less. I'm less sympathetic. Because some of us knew. Some of us were had the cover fee in hand as we were approaching. Mm. Well, another thing listeners said was people go above and beyond to help you or be nice to you. And then on Facts. top of that, they assume that you need help because no matter what year it is, women can't escape the damsel in distress trope. Isn't that sad? That even when people are trying to be nice to you because you're pretty, there's still some dark motive behind it because they're like, you're a woman and you need help. That's sad. Somebody else said you can get away with a lot more. Mm. Um, actually, I was talking to a friend I had from from high school. <laughs> we like got into it a little bit because he just, I think he just went through a breakup. And he specifically said, people will give you countless second chances, especially after having done something unforgivable. Who yes. hurt you? Jeez. Yes. Whoever said that, I absolutely touch and agree. And you are 155% correct. Yeah. You deserve A++ for that response. I mean, somebody else also said, like, people trust you more easily or don't assume bad things about you. But then on the same time, on the other hand, they will also smack talk you a whole hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. That is true. Like, I I'd, feel like I'd, it's weird how it. we trust I people did. who are... It's kind of like how you see somebody in a uniform not doesn't mean it's like it doesn't matter what the uniform is you kind of just trust somebody who's in a uniform whether it's a ups worker like somebody who's delivering your post your mail or somebody Mm. who like is working on the train or somebody who's working at a store you kind of trust them more than somebody who's regular clothes you trust people who are more attractive for some reason it's like we put them in places of authority or trust just because they're pretty it's called the halo effect yeah i had um i was because we're again um, hashtag bitches who read educated I, educated educated i'm gonna be we're gonna be addressing that um particular conundrum in a bit but it is true that we do find people who we are attracted to more trustworthy and that we want because we want them to like us mm-hmm. yes well, there's actually a friend of mine who responded to the questions and she sent a couple of articles there's one really good article in the smithsonian magazine it's titled how much is being attractive worth and it talks about how much more people can earn or how much more people make when they're seen as attractive or not just like being pretty you get more job opportunities you get more interviews like and then you you get more job offers you get higher paying jobs it's kind of it's a fact it's research it's studied and i mean the obvious one like the beauty and fashion industry is designed for you for you you guys Mm-hmm. Nobody is nobody is trying to make clothes for ugly babes. Yeah. If you're somebody who doesn't have a quote unquote like hourglass figure, if you're more like a, a pear or an inverted hourglass where it's all held the stomach. Although Rihanna like makes myself. Rihanna makes laundry for all of us, so we can leave her name out of this. <laughs> or her and or, her future cute ass mm-hmm. baby. We all understand, hopefully, after these examples from... Um, I love that you listeners are also people who read. It shows that we're in sync. That's right. We're, we're educated. 
we're, we're attracting the right people. You guys know what's up. You're with the tunes and things. We are educated. Doing our due diligence to address what these downfalls look like, we have to first talk about the privilege. Mm-hmm. Not and we're not going to spend too much time on it because again, there are countless YouTube videos who can do like who can do this for you. But I think that the main thing that we draw from mentioning all the stuff that you guys have brought to us is that there's just I, I the one the second chances you have mm-hmm. multiple opportunities to get it right because people like you and they want to be around you, and you are essentially just way more trustworthy even though you've not necessarily had the resume to back it up right and i think that also reflects in like networking right so Mm -hmm. because people trust prettier people more and because prettier people are seen as more approachable Mm -hmm. or more um not more not necessarily more educated but more capable Mm. um if they meet people and start networking, it's easier for them to get linked with better jobs because they're seen as more approachable mm-hmm. just by nature of them having a more attractive face, not necessarily because they actually are more approachable or not. And I guess that also, you know, that's not taking into account resting bitch face, which a lot of us have. But outside of that, people who are prettier tend to be seen as a little bit more approachable. I was actually, um, because I YouTube is my TV, And, um, I was watching this, um, breakdown that kind of helped inspire this episode by YouTube channel called the take. They analyze a bunch of like movies and media and pop culture. And they had also kind of looked at something similar to us of of like, what is the, what are the downsides to being pretty? Right. And I think the three, um, archetypes that they outlined really closely mesh with what we're trying to do, where the first one is the quote-unquote like dumb blonde standard Mm -hmm. then you have the femme fatale of like this evil beautiful woman and then you have the classic gold digger right now with the i know people are like so you're just here to just regurgitate someone else's point i mean yes yes. (laughs) but we're hopefully trying to do it in you know the abeg way yeah i think when i think of like the dumb blonde standard I the first thing that came to mind when we were planning this episode was just this rigid dichotomy between beauty or and brains. You're only allowed to be one but never both. Right. Which is sad. Like it's like there's a it's it's not even just beauty or brains. It's that there's no depth to it either. You are either Mm. beauty or you are brains. You have no other personality or beneficial traits to you. It's just that. But you know what? Let's lean into the sadness. Come on now. I believe, my gosh, my pretty, my pretty, my fine babes out there, please don't kill me too much. But I believe that if you are a fine babe, if you're a pretty girl, you are not incentivized to be intelligent outside of what is needed to attract a quote unquote ideal partner so i'm gonna I think counter that, if- that once you're done <laughs> i'm gonna counter that when you're done 
And uh, this is something where I'm like, when I mentioned that you're not incentivized to be intelligent, a lot of the intelligence that we often see attributed to pretty girls is one of a social intelligence. Right. You are like the popular girl. You were this, like, if you were thinking about the Bridgerton era, you are Stop. Daphne. You're the someone who is just able to move through the social scene with ease and with grace and everyone just kind of loves you because. And I think that one of the downfalls to that is I think that I've never, as an ugly babe, had my intelligence questioned. I am mm. someone who has been intelligent. I've always done well in school. Right. Thank God. And I've never had someone, I've never been in a situation where I've had to question, am I really smart or da 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 da? There's one thing to be said for imposter syndrome and being around like very brilliant people and wondering mm-hmm. if you can keep up. But I've never felt like, oh, I'm a dumb babe and like there's no reason to be here. And the only reason why people are around me is because I'm pretty. I know I'm smart. Right. But I think that if you're somebody who's way more conventionally attractive, not only are you not incentivized to be pretty because you don't need to be smart, you're pretty. You'll be right. just fine. I think that on top of that, if you are a smart babe, then you're almost looked down on for doing so Mm. because it's like, why do you have, are you sure that you're actually smart or people are totally bypassing your intelligence because they're way more interested in trying to get with you or be on your good side than to hear, acknowledge or put into action your potentially very smart ideas. Right. And there's, I had a conversation with Malaika about this. Um, There's a clip that I think maybe we should play, um, but she really does talk about that. Like when, when you're pretty or conventionally pretty, you're kind of forced to, forced early on to suss out people's intentions if you're smart, right? Because a lot of times people will just gravitate you to be around you gravitate towards you to be around you just to feed off of your energy and to be around somebody who is like pretty attractive because things seem to go well for them right but it makes you question whether the people who are around you or who are surrounding you have good intentions for being around you it makes you really question who your real friends are who's Mm. but it's not even it's less about who your real friends are but more about who is why are the people who are attracted to you attracted to you do they actually care about getting to know your personality or is it just because they think you're fine and they want to smash not to say smash but you know what i mean yeah but when we were talking about um our ugly girl our ugly babes privilege one of the things when we had asked the question like what do why are why are our friends friends with us why do they keep us around we were able to very quickly come up with, I'm kind, I'm caring, I'm smart, I'm loving. I'm, you know, they're like, it's very easy to know why the people keep us around versus I think that if you're a fine babe, like you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily be sure of that. You don't have as much security in those friendships. Well, I'm not sure if that's, if that's you can my say that about, fr- yeah. I don't know if you could say that about friendships in particular. I feel like you could definitely have that sentiment towards relationships because I think with friendships, there is no ulterior motive of something physical going on. But like, I did want to counter your point um, because I do, do think it. like, I do think like, sure, in the past being pretty was like a get out of jail free card to not have to do anything, to not have to work per se, just to like attract a husband and stay at home with the kids, right? But I think that 
mentality is still going is still in the past i think that mentality is something that we've outgrown i think pretty people are usually assumed to be not as smart when they are even though they are smart they're assumed to not be smart and then the set but on the other side of that when their intelligence is proven then they can reap those benefits of being pretty of being well liked of being appreciated of getting mm-hmm. more job offers and stuff i think it takes being smart and then proving yourself to for those doors to open just because a lot of times if you are pretty people will assume that you can't do x y or z that you're too weak to do something that you're too that you've never had to do that in your in your life you've never had any struggles before that you've never and that that's another downside i guess of being pretty is people assume that you've always had it easy which for some people is true but it's not necessarily the case i think when it's not so much that people think that it's easy that like your life is easy and that you have no struggles but more so that when they're looking at their lives in comparison they're noticing how much more of a hurdle they're having to get across right and a lot of it is now this burbling gur- sorry not burbling gurgling up of resentment almost like a toxic positivity thing where someone's like oh you know i'm having a bad day but they're like but their children in africa that are starving and it's like god I mean- why is it always us they use <laughs> that thing is so annoying <laughs> but it's like i mean yeah but like i still had a bad day bitch yeah <laughs> like, that doesn't that doesn't mm-hmm. discount the fact that i didn't have a good day yeah and i feel like the same can be applied here where they're often assumed to have easy lives and it's not and people are like well i have all these struggles and it's like yeah but I still had a bad day and I feel like I'm not being allowed to have my bad day. Right. Yeah. Not everybody coming from my throat. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously we're not saying that there, obviously I'm not saying cause Demi counterpointed me, but I'm not saying that there aren't pretty people who are smart. Of course there are. I'm just saying that I was, my major was computer engineering, both undergrad and grad school. And let me just say, it wasn't flooded with baddies. The baddies weren't in my classes. I was filled. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't giving euphoria. (laughs) Stop, not euphoria. Don't bring euphoria into this. Do not bring euphoria into this. It wasn't giving euphoria fashion up in the... In the computer lab <laughs> at the I'm soldering station. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, my undergrad, I was at a women's college and I'm straight, so you know where I'm at. And they're I'm really t- smart. Everyone in my school is really smart. I'm just not attracted to them like that, you know? I know some of this stuff we say, we make jokes and it, it sounds a little bit shady, but we genuinely do see this as like, that sucks. Like I, I don't like that pretty people are held to a lower standard. I don't think it makes you better as people. I'm also not saying that you're not able to overcome that and become quality um, members of, of your community, but I don't think that you're incentivized to do so making it that much of that much more of a hurdle that you have to overcome you're having to do so much extra work to become a good person that someone who is a say quote-unquote ugly babe is like picking up a bunch a lot faster and a lot earlier than you are right that's true not everybody has to be a girl boss boss. (laughs) but there's definitely and there we're not assuming we're not asking zendaya to to be like a multi-millionaire like um who makes her money in tech mm. you know we're not asking for lupita to start giving 
<laughs> to start being the next Bill Gates. Mm. We no TED talks for Lupita, huh? And we love the people. Really over don't. Here. Okay. We love all the people. I love all the people who I'm mentioning here, and I think that's why I feel like I can kind of call them out is because I have like so much reverence for them. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they haven't done amazing things, but I feel like if they didn't, they would still just be okay. Versus if you're an ugly babe, if you're a regular looking babe, people would look at you like, so you've just done nothing with your life and just sat there. Right. Damn. And it's great because I feel like, not necessarily because everyone has to do girl boss, but I feel like everybody has to reach a point where they have to ponder who they are how they can be valuable and impactful within their community Mm -hmm. and how they can build the type of life that if you're a Christian, that God can look down and smile upon. And that happens a lot sooner when people aren't just fawning over you naturally because you're fine. But obviously all of this takes a lot of self-awareness. You have to be aware of how people perceive you Mm -hmm. and whether you are conventionally or not conventionally pretty, right? Because to be able to be successful on either end of the spectrum when it comes to beauty, you have to be aware of your assets and how the world is seeing you mm-hmm. in order to be able to use those strengths as strengths and use those weaknesses even as strengths too, right? So flipping those things that may, ne- may not necessarily benefit you into positives. Um, I feel like it it's easy to, on either end, make points about why both ends suck but the world we live in is such that perception is key and the second that you're able to really sink into how the world sees you and make peace with the fact that how the world sees you and how you actually are are two different things once you can come to that understanding and that wisdom life will be easier i'm not saying it will be easy but it'll be easier well, I think a part of me, this is this is salty Esther coming out. Part of me oh, yeah. wonders if it even matters. If you're a pretty person, does it even matter that you're good at what you do? Because Damn. not I'm not yeah. saying that upward. I'm not eh, I'm not saying that if, if you are pretty but you are dumb, you are not getting a math PhD. You're not getting a math PhD, but that does you could just that marry a billionaire mobility. and then same ending. I mean, is it though? Isn't it though? Because if you're pretty and you're dumb, you marry a billionaire and he goes out and cheats on you. But you the whole time are living your own little fantasy in your head that he loves me. He'll never leave me. And then he divorces you and leaves you with the kid. How's that going to play out? I mean, but balance, understanding the world's perception of you, understanding yourself and finding a balance with that. That is important. And also not being dumb. Please pick up a a good book. (laughs) So you have the quote unquote like dumb blonde girl, but then oh, so you why have gotta be, why gotta be blonde? I I feel like that's just kind of like so you know we're leaning into some of the the American tropes, huh? The American tropes, the iconic phrases mm. of like when you think of that like very pretty but also like very daft girl. Ditsy, yeah, yeah. Is comes down to the to the dumb blonde, but I would say like the other one I that like comes to mind is the femme fatale. Honestly, I think she's the, she's the best out of all of them. <laughs> the best archetype, the best yes. like persona. Yes, beautiful but evil. I love a beautiful evil woman. Why? Why do you like to play with this evil so much? I just I'm love, praying for you. <laughs> thank you. 
if you if you don't watch Selling Sunset, which you should. Oh my god, yeah, that show. Oh my god, yeah, that show. The the main evil character, Christine, horrible person. I love how you say the main evil character, even though she's she's. It's weird in that show they both glorify her and vil- villainize her at yes! the same time because she's such a horrible person she's a bad friend she's constantly lying but she looks amazing she dresses fabulous she has the looks down whose hair is that color naturally nobody's right her hair is not natural right not even a little bit it's very like she's giving you i like realized barbie yeah like with her rich husband her tiny dog and their big house you know, with the femme fatale, you often come across the question of, do we let pretty women be these 3D fleshed out complicated people? And outside of like just this person who's just very beautiful, but wants to like turn your heads around if you're a guy like a girl who just wants to use you to to pay rent and to hmm. buy her burger. Okay, sorry. Let's pause for a second. How can you put buy rent and Pay rent and buy hard burger next to each other. Burger, hamburger. Proceed. Maybe she likes the meats. Like Arby's. Not you being Arby's. Leave Arby's out of this. If you are one of our listeners and there's an Arby's by you, please take a picture of it and DM me. Because I've genuinely also, never seen one. Also, they have the meats. Pause. <laughs> She's saying pause, bro. I feel like we're out here. (laughs) Out here calling males beta. Beta. (laughs) I'm male listeners, but sorry. We don't mean that. You're not beta. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I am so sorry. (laughs) Have you seen that video? No. Well, let's say it was something, anything random of like, oh man, like you're out here letting your woman do X, Y, and Z, beta male, beta. Oh my God. <laughs> That's and, so sad. And he would say it the exact same way. He'd be like, beta, beta. That's so sad. <laughs> God, and I just, that is so sad. I just kept cackling. I'm like, sir, why are you saying it like that? Beta. beta. That's so weird. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. <laughs> Sorry, but, you know, backside male listeners, we love you. Yes. You're, you're a king, like your father in heaven says, you know. Thousand shall fall by your left, ten thousand by your uh, right. Ten thousand by your right. <laughs> but not shall before you. <laughs> Come on, Bible study. Yes. Let's get studying. <laughs> we're here, you know, we're prophesying over your life, good things. But back to the femme fatale. Back to- <laughs> The evil the <laughs> When you had mentioned before how people often perceive um, very attractive people to be good people. Um, and I was mm-hmm. re- like reading into this. I'm like, a ch- again, child of the internet. And a bunch of YouTube videos had done this well. But I just loved that I came across this concept of the halo effect. I Googled it because, you know, Merriam-Webster up in here, but this one was more planned. So it's not as crazy (laughs) as that first one. Where the halo effect is the tendency for positive impressions of a person, company, brand, or product in one area to positively influence one's opinion or feelings in other areas. I.e., I like you, so I think you're a good person. Mm Mm-hmm. 
if let's say you're a dude chasing after a babe, she will be the most chaotic babe. She'll be a crazy babe, like out here really driving you mental. Mm-hmm. But because she's fine and maybe she does like a couple things that you like and she strokes your ego, you, you keep her around. You keep her around because you want to see the best in her. Or if you're a woman dealing with other women, you befriend them because you think, well, I'm, you know, like she's the babe where if I follow her, like I don't have to pay for covers or we'll um, immediately get a table at the club or I'm going to meet like much better, like potential partner prospects through her, whatever, whatever, whatever. I, hot take number two, Mm -hmm. as an overcorrection, like to assume that most pretty people are bad people. She really just did a statistical correction on her own perception of pretty people. Because after learning that, I was like, no, now that I know that people often want to say they're good people, I will say they're bad people. Damn. And it's be- I mean, it makes sense, though. But it's because I, it goes back to this point that incentivized is the key word. It's not that I don't think that pretty yeah. people aren't good people, but they're not incentivized to be good people because people right. like you or because they want to have sex with you and they want to fuck you. They're way less likely to call you out on your bullshit and keep you accountable and make and make you do the hard work it takes to become right. a good person and a positive mm-hmm. influence. Right. You know, is it my own warped perception of how I see beautiful women I think in the past, that was definitely a huge thing because I didn't consider myself to be a conventionally, I didn't, and I don't think I still do today, consider myself to be an attract, um, a conventionally attractive woman. But I right. think that now I'm looking at a lot of the really great friendships I have with fine babes. And a lot of what makes our friendships work is because I was one of like, the their first instances with a friend who held them accountable and wasn't going to let them just run all like over them just because run they're fine. yeah mm-hmm. run around just be doing wild things just because yeah it's cool that you can get us into the clubs but what you did hurt my feelings and i don't right. feel comfortable sharing things with you doesn't matter how attractive you are what you can give me you need to earn my trust back i'm a human be- human being worthy of love and care and i right now i i don't trust you as a person Right. Again, it comes back to what um, I was talking about with my friend um, who was saying, like, he said that pretty people get countless second chances, especially especially after having done something wrong or something unforgivable. I think it's easy if you are pretty to fall into a trap where you know you can get away with something Mm -hmm. and no one's going to call you out for it. So you do it anyway. Which then makes people who aren't pretty trust you less. So. In effect, who are you really helping? Nobody. You're just out here making the world a worse place. Damn. And it's it's and we're just trying to make it better. And it's in, and it's not your it's not entirely your fault. I think that part of the blame does go to the men and women who perpetuate, who let you get away with this. So I don't want it I don't want it to seem like I'm mm-hmm. solely holding you guys responsible, even though you are responsible for at the end of the day for doing the work it takes for you to make yourself a better person. But yeah. it doesn't help when you don't have a strong community around you that keeps you accountable. And as mm-hmm. an ugly babe, you you are able to get that community a lot faster. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, when when I would say like I got that community initially, they were there to just kind of hype me up and show me like, look, 
you don't have to be, you know, the finest babe for us to love you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in loving you, we can also hold you accountable. But if you're a, like, if you're a fine babe and people just naturally gravitate towards you, you're not, you don't need that initial, like, hey, we love you regardless because people love you already. But then right. the downside is that you miss that accountability part or you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. And the same goes for, uh-huh. now, now we can talk to the men. The same oh, goes God. for you men. Oh, just no. because you're over six feet does not mean that you can get away with not having a personality. I mean, I don't want to say it does, but like... Look at you. <laughs> perpetuating the mess. <laughs> Men, our male listeners, we, we assume that you're not these guys, but we want to help you em- to help empower you to talk to your friends who may or may not be these guys. Because you all have that friend, and if you don't have that friend... You, you might be that friend. You are that friend. You you need to hold, if you are an ugly babe, you need to hold your pretty friends just as accountable as you would your other ugly babe's friends. It is important also, that you do that. Question, why is it that guys are just seen as fine if they're tall? My dear, I'm guilty of this too. I like tall men. Like, that's just where I'm at. Why is it that, that the equivalent is if a guy is tall, he's automatically fine? What security comes in somebody who could be toppled like a gazelle? That's, think of it like from the most basic id form. I know, I know. This is I'm not, very aware of this. Yes. I'm subject to it too. You know this how tall This is not a sensible thing because look at all so. of these tall, skinny guys. They can't do nothing, they can't even up themselves. No, they can't. <laughs> That's why I like them big and tall. Mm. Big and sturdy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if my boyfriend listens to this. I don't think he does. So I can say whatever I want. <laughs> Wait till he listens to this. He'll be like, oh, he won't. <laughs> call you by your full name all 16 of them he knows the whole thing if you're a guy and you know how to flex your personality if you know what Mm. if if babes can't just be talking to you anyhow you'll be mad surprised like how much you can pull but i'm here to encourage you find people you are fine friends the same way that you short kings are like out here working on your personality, you're developing cooking skills, you're fun conversationalists, encourage your tall, encourage your fine friends to also do the same because tall is yeah. not a personality. Having six pack is not a personality. Making no, money it's not. when it's a crutch. It's a crutch. Making money is partially a personality, but only to a babe who doesn't have money. That's right. And you know, we're not we we ourselves we don't really have money, but our families have money. Okay, wait, pause. You have money. I do not. <laughs> Me, I'm still a student. Don't speak about both of us as if we're in the same bracket. <laughs> we're the same bracket. Please. No, we really are not. I'm in school. We're not in the same bracket remotely. But if you're a guy with money to a babe who also has money, what's that? Yeah. So we're just both here having money, asshole. Asshole. You say that as a Nigerian, but non-Nigerians will say yes. Let her pay half too. <laughs> you must be mad. Equality. You are actually very funny. You're darling. <laughs> as people say. Clearly, you have not dated uh, 
white slash American men. Because that's the new breed that's coming out. That's the new that's the new drop. That's the oh, latest model. Is, oh, I believe that we should split the check because of equality. Oh girl. Here's the thing. <laughs> Women's rights. It's not it's not because I'm having trying to have anybody this is the final thing I'll say, then we're getting away from this topic because this is not a dating podcast. It's not a dating podcast. This is this is like what those people are like, this is not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, you should invest in this stock. This is not financial advice. I'm not a medical doctor, but on COVID, I have these boys. Stop. Stop. We've just, we've completely, done. we've lost it. I mean, I lost it. I've lost it a while ago. Um, like mentally, I'm not here, but you know. I but try. yeah, the, the moral of strength. the story is male or female, guy or girl, or anything in between, non-binary. Make sure that you're not relying on being fine. Please develop mm-hmm. some other traits, because not even develop. You have other traits. Just lean into them more. You have other personality traits. Lean into them more, unless those personality traits are being an asshole or being tone deaf. In which case, keep those to yourself. Sham, if you want, if you like these other more spicy takes where we talk about dating and all of these things and you're like wow we would like to hear more of these things they may or may not be living behind a paywall in the near future damn so we're not saying that it's not it's completely off limits to you but you're going to have to start investing a little bit more in us and what we're doing here and you need to believe in this in the abeg brand what she just said was sugar daddy give me money (laughs) for those of you who didn't understand the speak she just let me just translate for you she said sugar daddy please give me money thank you i think it honestly perfectly segues into this last final point of just being the gold digger because you are you are incentivized to not be a good person and a good friend and you're not incentivized to be intelligent outside of what it would take to find a, an ideal partner you're then forced to almost over sexualize yourself and put those like right. put your prettiness your sexiness your sex appeal out there even more so to get what you want which made me kind of ask right. the question in a world where it's important for a woman to be pretty why do we then villainize women who take advantage of their God-given beauty to get ahead? I mean, the Bible is very picky about beauty and how it talks about beauty and how it, how stories about people who are beautiful are very picky, Mm. right? Because there are certain stories in the Bible where a woman's beauty is honored and she's supposed to show her hair and be ornate and wear perfume and attract attention and then there is some Mm. where she's supposed to be quiet cover her hair and stay in the back and be quiet so it's tricky because we in certain contexts want people to show off their beauty and to glow and radiate in the beauty that god gave them but in other contexts we want you to shut the fuck up and cover your hair Cover your legs because your ankles are showing and you're a whore. Not you're a whore. (laughs) (laughs) And you're a whore. (laughs) And you're a whore. But that's the thing is like, it's almost like because of the post, I mean, the society we live in is puritanical, whether it wants to accept it or not. But because of that mentality, being 
leaning into your sexuality and leaning into your beauty are seen as negative things mm. because they are quote of the devil which isn't true at all like why would god give you something so beautiful yeah. to put on why what would you ever put a light under a bucket mm. no i'm gonna let it shine come Sorry. on this little out of uh, mine <laughs> <laughs> no but actually it's like we've somehow because we're worried about men being tempted or we were worried about men being tempted being drawn into sin we've told ourselves that women's beauty needs to be shielded for their sake which in certain contexts i understand like it's a preventative measure right like there's two sides to that and that's a deeper conversation we can have another day but ultimately intention is very important mm. outcome is important too but intention and outcome need to be weighed yeah. like i think people should be beautiful people should be accepted for accepted and encouraged to own their beauty in whatever way that they feel is necessary but then at the same time it shouldn't be in a way that puts down others right like i think ultimately like the worry is women who take advantage of their beauty to get ahead are doing it at the expense of somebody else and that doesn't need to be the case i just think more than anything <clears throat> to my uh, my fine babes on bobos I I just don't want you to become a one trick pony. I believe that you can be more. Yeah. I believe that you can be pretty and intelligent and bright and funny and witty. Like I think that there's so much more dimensions to you and I want yeah. you to have the freedom to experiment with those other sides with yourself, but I also want you to get comfortable in not having to lean into that all the time. Of course, you have it, yeah. want it, use it when it benefits you. But also, I don't want you to feel like, man, if I want to get ahead or if I want people to listen to me, then I have to make sure that I'm doing like all of those things. Like, of course, yeah, leverage your advantages the best that you can, but it weighs on you. I feel like it it'll weigh on yeah. you after a while to feel like, man, ugh, is it every day that I have to like put on makeup and do all of this and wear these types mm -hmm. of clothes for people to just like give me the time of day can't i just have smart signed sound ideas with like a good plan behind it and actionable next steps and people be just as privy to listen right i guess not i'm a smart babe i've always been a smart babe i will always be a smart babe am that babe was that bitch <laughs> been that bitch and i think in preparing for this episode and talking with friends and getting feedback from you guys, the listeners, I've just been aware of how much more of a blessing it is that people take me seriously because I've, because I'm smart and I've shown that I can be taken seriously and that's it. I don't need to necessarily always have to be the most time. I don't have to like serve it on a silver platter with cookies and scones and do this. I just need to tell you that this is what it is and this is why I'm right. And that can be that. Damn. You don't have to necessarily dress mm -hmm. it up for you. And I think that's something that as an ugly babe, I've taken for granted that people do take me on the merit of my word where, and I do know friends mm -hmm. who felt like they've had to do all of this extra stuff just to get the same right. recognition. You know, see, see where I, where I just here empathizing with the babes. You see, you know, we're not so heartless, us ugly babes. We can, we're malleable. We're able to see things from your perspective, and I think that being that is true. When you're the pretty girl and you are essentially being made as a prize for men, you are 
or a, if you're a pretty guy and actually I don't even know if this is something that applies to guys as much that, as it does for women but speak on it you're striving to be this, this love interest and it corners you into becoming mm. some strange actualized fantasy than living in your own point of view you never get to have that ah. main character moment because you're constantly being seen as somebody else's wife or mother you're not your mm. own person with a perspective like with your own point of view with your own perspective living your life that is totally separate outside of what you can do for somebody else and like yes we are people and we live in community and we are supposed to live in community but i think that being an ugly babe has allowed me to like i had to figure out who i was i had to sit with myself mostly because sometimes people did not want to sit with me but <laughs> but Damn. i i had gotten to a place where i am the main character of my own story i like i don't see myself as so so and so's friend or so-so-and-so's girlfriend. And I don't think that should I ever get married or anything that I would only see myself as whosoever's wife. I think mm. that the danger in being this, being a pretty person who knows that they're a pretty person is that, especially in the social sense of your interpersonal relationships, you're like... You're constantly playing second fiddle to like to to men or with your friends. Mm -hmm. You are stuck in high school playing that queen bee. It's like those people who say that they peaked in high mm -hmm. school. I guess there is some truth in it in that that was the height of. Where their personality could flourish. Mm. Where their personality, their identity as a popular fit athlete or a cheerleader that was like the most that it could go to because as people developed and became more complex they stayed the same and so everybody left Oof. them behind <laughs> it hurts doesn't it i have my high school reunion this summer our two-year got delayed our five-year reunion got delayed two years because of, of miss rona so we're doing it this summer and i'm just laughing because i know i'm about to go back and see people who did indeed pick in high school and who are going to be exactly the same as when we graduated seven years ago. And that gives me comfort because I know that I've grown as a person and they suck. And I think that child oh, of God, <laughs> I'm glad you said it's, <laughs> I think that you should, you know, you and the Holy Spirit need to have a conversation. <laughs> oh, we're talking, we're talking, we're fighting right now, but we're talking. But no, it goes back to the point of, who who are you if you're not able to attract somebody? Who are you if you're not like somebody's like fantasy? If you're, if not everybody wants to be I mean mildly asexual, mm -hmm. I guess, and that's fine. Why is there no room for asexuality here? <laughs> no, I mean I think we it's so easy to just get so caught up in you go through high school and you want to be the popular girl and you want to be the pretty girl that everybody wants to date. Then you go into college and you want to be like the hot, cool, mysterious girl that like everybody may or may not want to sleep with. Then you go out of college right. and you now want to be wifey. And then from being wifey, you want to go and then Damn. be MILF. And then from, you know, it's so easy to just get caught up in how people see you and how they like relate to you and whether they want to like have sex with you or if they find you physically attractive. And I'm here to say 
here to ask does having a is having is being able to catch a partner truly an accomplishment i'm not saying there's not benefits in it but like do to catch a partner you make it sound like they po- they're pokemon <laughs> at my biggest size men were still here approaching me at my smallest size Men are still approaching me. So it's like, is it really that much of a privilege? Like, is it really that... Is it really an accomplishment for you to be able to catch a guy's attention? I'm I'm leaning towards... Mm. No. Mm. No, (laughs) it's not. Because ultimately, they're just people. And people are flawed. And just because somebody's attracted to you doesn't mean they're attracted to you for the right reasons. So that attention is not necessarily warranted. And it just prevents you from... From doing from doing the work, I know we keep we keep like a lot mm-hmm. of these phrases keep getting used, but it's because you know we're trying to drive home a point. We're storytellers. Yeah. <laughs> when you are focused on living in your own point of view and seeing yourself as this like complex person who's done a lot of good mm-hmm. and bad things, then you are forced to reckon with how you've treated others, what that says about you as a person. And the potential consequences you may or may not face based on your actions. I.e., if you are a person. <laughs> Lecture. Lecturer. I.e. That is to say. Edis. That if you are a person who is very conventionally attractive and as such you have taken advantage of the care and love that people are naturally giving towards you then when your looks inevitably do go out of style and someone else is the new hot thing and people aren't necessarily paying you as much attention then you may end up not having as strong as of a community to rely on when things get tough and dicey when you're sick will somebody come and want to take care of you when you're not when you're having a bad day will somebody want to sit on the phone with you and talk if they know that talking with you is not going to lead to anything sexual or is not going to get it's not going to benefit them in any ways they're doing so purely out of a love for you and a respect for your friendship Mm -hmm. do you have those kind Mm -hmm. of relationships and or on the flip side if you're someone who's very conventionally attractive and you do do the work to make sure that you are like an active like part of your community then you notice even more so that you are like when things do go bad and you do come across these pitfalls of i'm someone who i i know i'm intelligent but i'm often not sure if people are just like agreeing with me because they like me or so then you have that community at your back being like nah because if you were just smart or, or like if you weren't smart and you were just pretty, this friendship wouldn't be here. The way that your friends are able to talk right. you up and back you up is a little bit different. And the one thing I love about all of my conventionally attractive friends is that that's the least interesting thing about them. In fact, that's possibly the reason why we may not have been friends in yeah. the first place. In the first place. But it was yeah. that I got to see them at these very raw moments or i got to see them in moments where they didn't necessarily have to be kind or put themselves in a compromising position and they did because it was the right thing to do and Mm -hmm. it gave me a newfound respect for them so i don't let so even when they come across these like instances where sometimes with their they would have women come and talk to them crazy or try to come with malintentions Mm -hmm. or you have guys who Mm -hmm. will only want to be around them for with like 
also bad intentions, I will be just as quick to stand up and be like, absolutely not. You can take that somewhere else because it's not coming over here. This is right. a girl of substance here. Nuh-uh. And she's fine. She's fine. Mm. And she does all of these Come things on so now. to back up off. Yes, she does. I love the fact that with my my friends don't have to quench to question our friendship. My friends know that they're my friends. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're somebody like, is she my friend? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like what they say about dating, right? If if the guy likes you, he'll, you'll know. If he doesn't, you'll be confused. <laughs> Why are you always trying to do dating? <laughs> dating, dating, dating. <laughs> I'm not trying to. It just all ties in. Because we're talking about pretty versus ugly yeah. and perception. Like, it's all tied into each other, right? But I guess on that note, how are you trying to be a better person? <laughs> After that long tirade. I tired sounds negative. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I you know um, what I hello, mean. My name is Esther and I'm a recovering hater. Hi, Esther. I would like to say that in the past I have had very ill feelings towards the quote unquote pretties. I've not necessarily treated them the best. Hmm. I've also um, put out phrases such as you're not that pretty um, or look at that ratty include Damn. descriptor here. Or sometimes mocking their intelligence out of a Damn, deep insecurity. Okay. Yes, yes, apologize, I, I apologize to, us. to you, the listeners. Um, because it was truly coming from a place of hurt. And at that time, not being very confident in what I brought to the table. And it felt easier to put them down in order to kind of lift myself up. And I don't want to do that anymore because I don't want to feel like I should have to... Con- Pete with a pretty babe god gave you that beauty that's just something that you have and i don't feel like it it needs to be Mm -hmm. a reason why we can or can't be friends and i want to do better in my interactions with people who are very like conventionally attractive to give them to hold them accountable but to not initially go in ready to square up but i feel like i'm also just a very guarded person so i'm always ready to square up yeah Yes, you are. <laughs> can second that. Can can confirm. Ten out of ten would recommend. So I'm here to you know to continue recovering on my hateration. It's there are problems on both sides. There are privileges on both. I do mm-hmm. believe genuinely that there are privileges on both sides. But I want to work towards having right. a kind of relationship where we can love like what is great about each other. I want to also Mm. be able to like see the beauty in my friends, like who are very um, attractive and not be like threatened by it. I want to be like, yeah, yeah, she's fine. That's my friend. My, all my friends are fine babes. I don't befriend non fine babes. Yeah. So, ah, so how are you trying to be a better person today? Well, first of all, I'm going to stop dragging people from high school because if they listen to this and I show up to reunion, they're going to drag me. Although they don't know who in particular I'm talking about, so I'd like to think that I'm safe, but anyone who went to my school knows exactly who I'm talking about, so I'm not safe. Um, <laughs> I think one thing I'm going to try to do is dig deeper into that... Um, that discomfort I feel when it comes to whether I'm seen as conventionally mm. pretty or not. I second this. I think as somebody who, stop it, 
<laughs> as somebody who has experienced the negatives from both sides, I I can understand why people would say that I'm conventionally pretty, but there's a lot of not necessarily trauma, even though it's definitely trauma, but there's a lot of hurt and um back like there's a lot of backstory to why I feel that way and I haven't really dealt with it that much until like leaving school and leaving academia and like going out into the world and not being judged by the same group of like 50 people that you went to school with all the time like just trying to accept that and like build in like dig into why I feel that way a bit more so that I can really just like enjoy the good things about me this just sounds so vague but like just try and understand that trauma a little bit better so that I'm better able to navigate the world and people's perception of me because there's still like a barrier mm. there but I'm not vulnerable and I have no emotions so none of that made I, sense that was all just coming from a place no, of I wanna, I, let me let me challenge you further. <laughs> I oh want to challenge you to to I'm embrace afraid. your beauty and your sensuality because it's there and it's not it's oh not God. there in the sense that oh i think you're just a fine babe and that's just my perception it's very i believe pretty wildly known what camp you are in and <laughs> you're funny. i would like for you to embrace it's okay it's okay to be a fine babe i know because i am such is because this is the this is the time for the ugly babes. You see the way that movie with all of this. Can you stop fighting <laughs> me on this? You're not ugly. Jesus Christ, have mercy, please, please. Somebody, please open this girl's. Eye. You have glasses. How can you not see? No, I'm seeing clearly. <laughs> no, you're not. Top your prescription, or maybe even lower itself. It's distorting your vision. But I need you to. It's because, you know, I'm so abashedly part of one camp. Don't feel like you need to join me in that camp. It's hmm. okay for you to be in the other camp. It's okay for you to be a fine babe. God. We we respect, we love fine babes here. Nobody said it's not fine. Nobody said it's not. It's not. No, but I feel like, I feel like you, babe. some of the trauma from being in all these PWIs make you not think you're a fine babe. I mean, so you're a fine babe, oh. Hmm. Even though this is not your platform and you're only listening to us, this babe is... Yeah, let's keep Maybe it like that. Been, hey, now you want to do. <laughs> now you don't want to do video. All this time I said I don't want video. Oh, no, no, we should do video so I can see oh, all these expressions. Now God. you don't want to do video. Now that you've been called a fine babe. <laughs> keep that same energy. Oh. Keep it. And with that... <laughs> with that, listeners, we don't just we thank you for... Because this conversation is honestly... is forever ongoing. We've only done part two. There's a third mm-hmm. part. You'll be wondering, ah, can you not talk about anything else? We, we're just glad that we got the opportunity to do this topic some justice. We could have, mm-hmm. in theory, just squished this into one episode, but we didn't want to do that. We, and the okay. more that we heard from you guys, we knew that this was definitely one supposed to be a multi-parter episode but we also just wanted to take the time to kind of address these different sides and of course we've been kind of looking Mm -hmm. at more of the ugly perception because you know both of us are a little bit leaning towards one more camp than the other but i'm excited for the next Mm -hmm. episode because we're gonna you know we're gonna step into the pretty girl shoes pretty girl rock um (laughs) and see what it's like to be over there and to see how like 
what they think it is looking at the ugly girl privilege side of things and the pretty pitfall side of things mm-hmm. and seeing how that influences how they move through the world. We're, we're starting to get into the meat and potatoes. You're starting to get to know who we are as people, where we stand on certain things. And I like it. I like it. I like that you're getting to know me. I know. I like where we are. I like the conversations that we're having. I like the challenges we're giving ourselves. But I mostly really enjoy how people are engaging with us. Because you didn't have to do it, but you did. Yeah, you know, we're so grateful. Mm. So, you know, we had to do it to them. <laughs> Stop it. Thanks for listening to us if today. If you like folks. what we're doing, <laughs> if you like the content we're giving you, then you should follow us oh, yeah, on Instagram. Our handles mm-hmm. that I beg the pod. Go on. That's A B E G. The God. P O D. Just like our Father in Heaven, the G O D. Oh my Lord. <laughs> the big G O D. If you know, you know. You're gonna make. You're gonna do this I every really single time, am. aren't you? These people have to know. Oh, I need God. to get this stuck into your head. A B E G. The P O D. A B G E. The P O D. A B E G. The P O D. POD all day, every day. You want to be here? Yes. Follow us. Follow us on Instagram at a beg the pod. Esther is Esther is at the semi nomad. I'm at half a latte, and we'll see you guys soon for part three of this never ending conversation that we must conclude. As I don't want to speak about this again. Oh, I'm pretty much that's fire. it. We're no, not I don't want to speak about I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. done talking about this. I'm no. not. Mm-hmm. After we've finished this thing, I don't want to hear anything about your problems again. We're done. I don't want to hear me. <laughs>